Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Mo here for WISP Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Mike Semin, Vice President, Government Affairs for the Wisconsin Grocers Association. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Alex. Really appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, it's great to have you, Mike. And uh, I thought we could start with just highlighting some of the top trends affecting the grocery industry right now in Wisconsin. What is the Grocers Association focused on right now? Sure. Well, the biggest trend right now has to do with workforce. But of course, one of the things that you're seeing is inflation pricing. And within that has to do with the supply chain. So if we break that down a little bit within workforce, there are two different components that the grocers want to focus focus on with the workforce. One, you want to have a confident and engaged workforce in the community coming into the store, buying products. But internally, inside the store, grocers want to attract and retain good talent. Now, in this day of inflation and wage costs going up, grocers really have to be very sensitive to making sure that they're keeping their workers happy, that they're competitive in their marketplace, and yet keeping an eye on price because ultimately that's going to be affecting the consumers. So workforce is an issue, inflation's an issue, supply chain is an issue. Now within all of that, you've got these little flashpoints that will come up from time to time. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about those. Absolutely. Mike, let's start with uh, digging in more on the workforce shortage. Of course, as you mentioned, members in your industry are being affected just like any other business here in Wisconsin. Can you talk about how specifically grocers are kind of grappling with this challenge and maybe how that might be different from the way it's playing out in other industries? Sure. Grocery stores are a foundation of the community. And when you think about the workforce, in many cases, this is a first job for some people and it's careers for others. And so they've got a really whole, a whole different number of components that go into that, that workforce element for grocers. So again, you want to make sure that you're attracting the right people and you do that through the proper training, you do that through pay, and you do that through different ways that grocers are being creative to keep people engaged and within their stores and within the workforce. I see. And then on the inflation front, obviously, there has been some fluctuation on that in the recent months. But of course, we're still seeing um, high levels of inflation right now. Um, How is that affecting grocers, either their bottom line or the way that they do business? And um, what what should our listeners know about how grocers are, are keeping an eye on that issue? Sure. As consumers, we're all price sensitive. And in the grocery store, you know, it's a commonality. Everybody knows, hey, eggs are X or bread is Y. And you think about that and, and you track that on a regular basis. You don't buy necessarily a stereo every week. So people are very price conscious when they go into the grocery store. Now, inflation has been a big issue here and is we expect it will continue to be an issue going forward. And as a consumer, most times you don't 
necessarily want to think about, well, how did this bread get on the shelf? But if you think about when the bread is being made from the producing to the manufacturing, the distribution, all of those things are going to lead up to the ultimate price of that bread or eggs or other products. And if there's a one penny increase on the front end of the production side, and maybe transportation costs are going up, all of those are amplifiers, multipliers, if you will, along that supply chain process that ultimately is felt by the consumer. So grocers are very sensitive to that whole supply chain, what those costs are. Of course, workforce is a component, but there are numbers of different components that go to build in within that price. And so they want to take a look at where they're getting their product. Is it a high quality product? And then consider how consumers are thinking about pricing right now and then also in the future. I see lots of factors going into those decisions that these, these a lot of times local community businesses are making, it sounds like. That's exactly right. And, and grocers really have their, their finger on the pulse of the community. They're walking around the, the floor of the store. They're saying hi to their customers and they're hearing what their customers want and need. They're hearing what's going on in the community. So they really understand how price sensitive consumers are. But there are really three elements and uh, price is one component. You want to make sure that customers have access to quality products in a grocery store, but also have a high level of service as well. Yeah, certainly. So, Mike, I'd like to ask you a little bit about the Wisconsin Grocery Association's top policy priorities here as we're, we're early in 2023. Um, this is a question that I'm posing to a lot of the major trade associations here in Wisconsin, and I'm really interested in, um, in, in what kind of insights you can share on uh, the priorities for your organization. Sure, the grocers legislative agenda, and of course the Wisconsin grocers represents independent stores, chains, uh, suppliers, warehouses, brokers, vendors of all shapes and sizes. But our legislative agenda really begins with the overall business climate in Wisconsin. And right now that means tax policy. And that's the debate that we're having in Wisconsin. Now, specifically for grocers, they're focused on repealing the personal property tax. And, but we're really tracking with interest the discussions that are going on uh, with sales tax and with how shared services are going to be impacted, maybe with municipalities. So it's not just a, a one size issue, but at the top of the tax issue in business climate is personal property tax and the repeal of personal property tax. That's the number one item that Wisconsin grocers hope that can get accomplished this legislative session. Okay. And for folks who may not be really familiar with that issue, how is that connected to grocery stores and why does the organization care about that? Sure. Well, the personal property tax is sometimes called the unknown tax, and it actually exists prior to statehood. And it's on things that are fixtures, equipment. When you walk into a grocery store, it might be shelving or other things that uh, extend beyond just a one year, two year life. Every year, those things are, face a tax that's uh, administered really at the local level. And that tax then has an impact on uh, those items going forward. So grocers, retailers, small businesses uh, have to pay a tax annually 
on those types of items. And we're hoping that this year, this is going to be the year that the legislature and the governor can work out the repeal of that of that tax. I see. And what would be the impact of that on the industry or the economy overall as, as far as um, strategic um, outcomes go? Sure. Grocers, small businesses really have two different tracks of how that impacts them, but it also impacts municipalities as well. It's an inefficient tax for municipalities. But grocers and retailers, small business owners, first of all, it's going to be a cost uh, of doing business and it's an unfair, outdated cost. So, but it also really uh, uh, in, inhibits investment into new items. So uh, things that might they might invest into the store because you're going to be paying a higher tax on higher value fixtures and things that might be inside the store, not products, but things that will help serve the customer and, you know, shelving in the light switch even. Sure. Uh, that, that calls to mind the, um, the self-serve um, technology that we've seen popping up in a lot more grocery stores where, uh, you know, you have the regular aisles and then you have the section where you can go through and with some assistance kind of scan your own items and, and pay for them. Is that something that might be connected? So there are different aspects of personal property tax, but you raise a good point about innovation and how grocers have had to innovate actually um, throughout the number of years. If you could take a customer who's shopping in a grocery store 50, 60, 70 years ago and magically transport them into the parking lot of a grocery store today, think about what they would be looking at. They would be looking at a building that would be twice, three times the size of what they were normally um, normally used to. They would walk up and the doors might automatically open and they might be surprised. Every aspect of that grocery store is something that grocers have had to innovate. It's an iterative process. It's an ongoing process. And so ultimately the consumers are going to be benefited by this process and how grocers think about innovation and advancement, whether that's through the lighting that's more energy efficient, refrigerants that are energy efficient, but that consumer might be surprised at seeing just the volume, the number of products that are on the shelves. And then you look over at the produce and suddenly mist might be coming down to clean or keep those products shelf to to move that shelf life forward. It would really be something, but grocers have really been innovative both in the past, now, but also will be in the future to make sure that their costs are low and that prices are competitive for their customers. Great, Mike. Well, it's really great to have your perspective on all these issues on your industry. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with as we wrap up here? Sure. What we're really hoping that consumers and other opinion leaders take away is to really think about the overall business climate of Wisconsin. And when you think about the business climate of Wisconsin, we really want to focus on taxation, but we ultimately need to look at how workforce is aligned in Wisconsin. And that workforce is both a stopgap measure now How do we attract and retain talent now, but also how do we think about growing and expanding our workforce in the future? It's about the workforce. And we really hope that policymakers and opinion leaders can focus on that. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for sharing your perspective today on the WIS Business Podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much, Alex.
you've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now, stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.